Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer. And we are not in the courtroom of current events. We are all around the country, but have been asked specifically to do a podcast about the mandatory masks being done in Pinellas County and around the state and surrounding counties. Tampa, Orlando, Clearwater, St. Pete all have now implemented mandatory masks, but Governor DeSantis has not done a statewide mandate yet. And on today's episode, we'll talk about what those mandatory mask orders look like and whether or not we think they're going to stand up and whether or not DeSantis is going to follow suit. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. If you want to hear anything like this podcast, which we've got overwhelming support for and questions about, which is why we're doing it in emergency fashion. We're going to post it right after we record it, and we are going to just keep pushing forward with our uh, normal episodes starting next week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so I've got Pete Sardis on the podcast with me today, who is good friends with the county attorney, Jewel White, who was on the call with all the commissioners that took place. I think it was yesterday. It was like a six-hour call or something where they discussed the mandatory masks being done in Pinellas County and what that executive order was going to look like. So, Pete, why don't you first start out um, by – and we were trying to have Jewel White on the show, but she wasn't available today. We really wanted to get this out because we had gotten so many questions about it. But, Pete, why don't you start out by telling us um, what the commissioners discussed and what they kind of came to the conclusion of in Pinellas County that we were going to do for masks. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting uh, meeting, and just for everybody's edification, um, all the county commission meetings are all live, so you can actually watch them, uh, and they live stream them, too, so you can actually see what's going on real time, or you can show up to a meeting. So the big issue has been whether or not Pinellas County should join other counties and implement a, a rule that requires everyone that is in a public place to wear some sort of, and I'm just going to say mask for now because there's this thing kind of morphed over the course of a few hours. Uh, it went from, you know, a mask to mask or face shield. Then it went to, you know, does it, can it be homemade? And the answer is yes, it can be homemade. So what they've come up with is this, in a nutshell. Anyone that goes into a public place they that may that that's got more than ten people in it has to wear some sort of face covering, uh, and it's either a mask, and it can be a homemade one. It can be one that's you know uh, that you buy that's like a real uh, you know surgical mask, or it can be a face. And N95. Sure, I mean there's really no definition as to how extreme it has to be. Literally, it, based on uh, what the conversation was yesterday, a bandana over your face qualifies. A you know plastic face shield qualifies, right? But the interesting thing about it is they kind of discussed throughout the uh, meeting, which was recorded, and you can look it up on YouTube, on Facebook Live. You can go back and watch the entire thing if you want to hear what they discussed on it. But the interesting thing about it is they went through some specific areas of where it would be mandated and it wouldn't be mandated. So why don't you talk about some of the um, areas in which they said? people don't have to wear masks, even though it is a mandate, not a recommendation. It is a requirement. Right. Here are places where you don't have to wear a mask. 
Um, you don't have to wear a mask if it conflicts with some sort of Americans with disabilities issue. For example, so if you have, like, I don't know, I'm making it up now. If you have COPD and you have a hard time breathing and your doctor says you probably shouldn't have a restriction of air, you don't have to wear a mask. Um, if you are uh, in a government building, it doesn't apply to any governmental entities. It doesn't apply to schools. It doesn't apply to courthouses. It doesn't apply to city hall. The interesting part is that they say they recommend that the government entities put together some plan, but at this point, it doesn't affect them. Uh, religious, they say, they call them gatherings. rituals. Yeah, we call them gatherings. They called them rituals. Yes, but that was the actual term they used. As long as social distancing is maintained, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're in a gym, like, like at, you know, 24-hour fitness or, you know, Orange Theory or whatever, and you're exercising, as long as there are social distancing protocols in place, you don't have to wear a mask. Here's another one that I thought was kind of funny. Um, any, uh, if, it's a, if you're a child, if you're under the age of 18, it is up to your guardian, parent, or whoever's supervising you to determine whether or not you should wear a mask. Right. So now we're talking about all these people that actually don't have to wear the mask. And what's interesting about if you have a medical issue that causes you to not wear the mask, you are allowed to not wear the mask, and whoever sees you is not allowed to ask you what your medical condition is, which makes policing this almost impossible. And we'll talk about who has to police it later, but that's what the ADA is, that's what they discussed in the meeting, and that's what the rule is. If you say, I'm not wearing it because I have a medical condition, whoever's asking you cannot then say, what is your medical condition? Right, because the ADA does not allow you to pry into somebody's medical history. Same thing about, a, you know, a, we've done the... Um, what's it called? The service dogs. We've done the service animals podcast and it's the same thing. If somebody has a service animal or if somebody's parked in a handicapped spot, you can't ask them what the medical reason or the medical necessity is that they have a service dog park in a medical, I'm sorry, park in a handicapped spot or in this case are not wearing a mask. Um, the interesting thing to me, and I didn't, I don't think I heard you say this. They are also not mandated in hospitals, which I think is crazy. So government buildings, government officials, and even hospitals do not have to wear face masks. So really what it comes down to is if you're a retailer, a restaurant, or a bar, you're pretty much mandated to, to have some sort of uh, you know, mask. So let's talk about that for a second. We, we kind of jumped to who doesn't have to wear the mask. Let's explain a little bit further on who they're saying and who they're basically trying to quote-unquote protect and who this is actually aimed towards. Who and where do you have to wear a mask? All right, for Pinellas County purposes now, any indoor public place is where you are obligated to wear some sort of face covering. Now, let me read, let me read the definition in the actual order of an indoor public place. An indoor public place is any location to which the public has or may obtain legally permissible access, whether publicly or privately owned, that is under a roof or is enclosed by two or more walls, doors, or other means of weatherproof material, including fabric material that is used for a tent. So while you're thinking, well, my business is privately owned, I own my business, it's not a public business. Well, do you let members of the public come into your business like a restaurant? There is an owner of that restaurant, he privately owns it, it's not a public uh, place. But it is an indoor public place because they let members of the public come in eat food, buy things. So that would be an indoor public place. If you run a business where the public is allowed to enter it, then you have to wear masks. And so does everyone who comes into your restaurant or place of business. Right. There, that is, that's the tough part. So really, it's restaurants, bars, and retailers. All the employees are mandated. So if, 
if anybody's handling food or serving drinks or uh, either directly or indirectly, which basically means if you're washing the dishes or if you're, you know, the bus boy, you need to wear a mask. Uh, and retailers, all the retail employees have to wear a face covering as long as they're in an area that is open to customers. So if they have a back room uh, that's not open to the public, they can take their masks off there. Right. In addition to that, you can also take your mask off while you're actively eating or drinking, which we've talked about restaurants. So you wear your mask into the restaurant, but then you can take it off while you eat and you can take it off while you drink, which again, doesn't seem to make any sense. So it's kind of difficult to see when, when this is going to actually happen or not. Um, did you look into who has to enforce this statute or, or we'll call it an ordinance? You know, that's, I didn't actually get a, a, a direct answer to that. Um, it sounds like the people that the retailers or the businesses are obligated to, you know, to make mention or to tell you, Hey, you need your mask or whatever the case may be. But beyond not that, only is that, not only is that what the statute says, I keep calling it a statute. Not only is that what the ordinance. ordinance says, but also in the meeting yesterday, Sheriff Bob Gualtieri said, Businesses, employers, and patrons are responsible to enforce this ordinance. So that's the, the leader of the police here in Pinellas County is telling everyone, if you run a business, if you work at a business, if you go to a business, you all have to police this. So if you own a restaurant, somebody walks in without it, they expect you to force them to put one on or force them to vacate the premises. And if not, you could be seen as violating this ordinance. And did you look into what happens if you violate this ordinance? Now, this is, yes. And the answer is, if you don't comply, your first offense is a $100 fine. Your second offense is a $250 fine. And your third offense is a $500 fine. Now, I'm not sure who's going to enforce police or keep records on how many offenses anybody has, but uh, it, it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be a very interesting next, I'll just say, next week or so in the, with this topic. Do you want to know what makes it even worse? Tell me. At the bottom of the actual order, it says, quote, unquote, repeat violations could result in a misdemeanor crime. It doesn't say, how many, about, it doesn't say yeah. how many violations. It just says repeat violations, which is totally unenforceable because nobody can ever understand what that actually means or who again is policing it. And do you have to have two violations that are, that are seen and caught by law enforcement or does, you know, the guy that owns McDonald's give you a violation and that counts as a violation. So that, that doesn't make any sense. And that just seems totally unenforceable, but that's scary that at the bottom of this, it just it throws that in there. This could be a criminal misdemeanor. If you have repeat violations, you, you realize that you're going to start seeing people and I can just see it in my mind's eye running after people, screaming, citizens arrest. You're not wearing your mask, you know? For it, sure. It, We're going to see those videos on Facebook and Twitter, I'm sure. That's right. It's Florida man again. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so in the, in the actual order, they also said that they find that the inconvenience will be minimal when compared to the importance of this issue. So I think that was kind of strong words to say that this was going to be a minimal inconvenience for people and how people have kind of reacted, which we'll talk about at the end. But in, again, there, it does actually describe what a face covering is. It says it can be cloth. It says it doesn't have to be the N95, like you already mentioned. Um, the vote passed in Pinellas, six to one. And the, the single commissioner that did not um, vote in favor of it said that she agrees that they should recommend masks, 
but she doesn't think they should mandate or require it, which is what they're doing with this ordinance. Um, is there anything else you want to point out about what's yeah. actually in the ordinance? I don't know if I, I think we've pretty much covered what's in the ordinance. The real, the real interesting part about it is I understand that yesterday at the commission meeting, there were, it says about a hundred or so people that were there in opposition of the, of the mask ordinance in Pinellas County. Well, yeah, and, and we actually, you know, we put polls up on our Facebook and our Instagram, and they were really close, you know, almost 50-50 about whether or not people were mad about it or whether or not people think it was necessary. And usually you would think, oh, well, it's 50-50, so the commissioners have to make a call. But in reality, if they're going to mandate something, it should be an overwhelming majority, I would think, most of the time, as opposed to if it's 50-50 and you recommend it, like the individual commissioner who did not vote in favor of this mandate, this seems more like something that should have been recommended and not mandated. You know, see, the problem is everything with COVID, everything uh, has been reactionary. No one really yeah. knows what to say or what to do. So people, I could just see it, uh, you know, when you look at the video and you're watching, you're like, you know what? We don't, we've had, we're having a flare up here in Florida. Um, you know, we've had like 3,000 uh, cases uh, over the last few Today days or whatever. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's been a lot. I get it. And, but this is something that now makes people skittish. So they come and say, all right, everybody's going to wear masks because that's going to solve the problem. Well, nobody knows if that's really going to solve the problem. All right. And, I mean, that's what I've heard. Now, what about you? Have you heard anything? Any questions that, well, that people gotten, have asked? Yeah, we've gotten some questions uh, online on our Instagram, Facebook, places like that, where people want to know um, certain things about how this mask, this mandatory mask order is going to affect them. And the first question was, what if I can't wear a mask for medical reasons? I think we've jumped into that answer um, and we've given it, you know, the full answer that you can listen back to. You don't have to wear it if you can't wear it for medical reasons. Second question, what if there is a shortage in masks? Um, based on the rules, I don't think there's a possibility to have a shortage of masks. You could put on a bandana and you're technically uh, in compliance. You can put you can on put a, a towel over your face when you walk uh, into yeah. the gym, put the towel over your face. Because that's another thing is. You you don't you can wear a mask into the gym, but you don't have to wear it while you're working out. And some of the it, gyms are are enforcing it. Like I've gotten some emails from some gyms saying you have to wear your mask when you check in and when you talk to the front desk clerk, but you can take it off when you go work out. So can you just tie your towel around your face? I think the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. Frankly, I, you could put on a welder's mask and walk around with that thing on. Technically, you're in compliance. Mm-hmm. All right, another question. Do businesses need to provide masks now? Are the, are the businesses forced to provide masks to their patrons? There's nothing that says that the businesses are obligated to, to provide face covering. But let's be real. From a business standpoint, if someone walks into your business and they don't have a mask on, wouldn't it be better for you to buy a, a box of masks for 20 or 30 bucks and pass them out? That way you can actually get the business. Yes, and I've actually been to, to a store that did have masks that they provided for the people coming into the store. There's nothing in this actual order that does require businesses to pay for and provide masks, but they can, obviously, but there's nothing that requires them to do so. Um, the next question, can a mask be made out of anything? We've kind of given that answer a roundabout way, but what I wanted to do at this point is I wanted to read the actual definition that they have in the order because it's very important when you make these rules that each word is defined very clearly so we know what they're talking about. And it says a face covering is a material that securely covers the nose and mouth and remains fixed in a place without the use of one's hands and serves as personal protective equipment. 
It can be secured to the head with ties or straps or simply wrapped around the lower face covering the mouth and nostrils as described by applicable guidance from the CDC. A cloth face covering may be factory made or sewn by hand or can be improvised from clothing or other household items. Examples of compliant homemade masks may be found at the CDC website. A plexiglass face shield may be worn in place of a mask type covering. Persons who wear face coverings should review the CDC and Florida Department of Health guidelines regarding safely applying, removing, and cleaning face coverings. So that is the vague and confusing definition of what a face covering is, which basically covers every single thing you can possibly put on your face. Yeah. And, and then the next right. question is, what about, you know, you know there's going to be somebody pushing the envelope and they're going to take like a pair of pantyhose or something sheer uh, and just put it over their face and say, I'm, I'm in compliance. Or like robber masks. I mean, people are going to start, you know, cutting two eye holes in a beanie and pulling it over their face and great. Now we've got, you know, all this stuff going on. Now we've got these kinds of masks and just to add to the hysteria. Um, the next question, which I think is a really good one, is when will this end? Officially, the when will it end is as soon as the state of emergency, uh, actually, I don't know if it's called a state of emergency, um, is Well, they have to technically expired. issue that it is that we are in a state of emergency in order for them to do these executive yeah. orders, you know, fly by night, basically, right. or by the seat of their pants. So um, that's what it says. And until the, the answer is there is, no hard, there is no hard end date to when we're going to stop having to wear masks. There was a discussion at the meeting that they're going to revisit this pretty much every week or so and make decisions from there. I've heard says basically we're going to have to do this through July. That's what I've heard, but there's nothing in stone. This could extend indefinitely, especially as everybody thinks a second wave is coming. Um, Okay. Let's get into the the nitty gritty. Now, is this enforceable? What do we think is going to happen? What's happening around our state? Um, And I'd be surprised if lawsuits haven't already been filed. They have. They have. There you go. So, So there's so, an entire group of people, and I can see it now. This is a complete violation of our constitutional rights. Uh, you're, in, you're forcing people to take refuge or take action that, uh, that you know, is not proven is going to make a difference. Um, I, I think it's going to be a fight, and it's going to go to the courts really quickly. So my dad's buddy, Stenberger, over in Orange County, was one of the first to file a lawsuit and we'll talk a little bit about what's in their lawsuit. Their law may, their order may be a little bit different than Pinellas County's. Um, I didn't, I didn't read their entire order, but I listened to them explain what was in their complaint. And their first issue is it's an equal protection violation because there are carve outs for government workers, like we talked about, for yeah. hospitals, like we talked about. Why is that? There's no reasonable connection to the emergency and the coronavirus and why those businesses or those buildings that are indoor public places, why don't they have to wear masks, but a restaurant owner has to have everybody wear a mask right. or somebody who owns a retail store? Why, what's the causal connection between why they don't have to wear masks? I mean, I'll tell you my opinion. And it's okay, a matter of cost. And it's a matter of cost. And it's a matter of uh, enforcement. Imagine Everybody that walks in and out of a government building on a daily basis, and that includes government employees, law enforcement, civilians. I mean, I don't know who. It's, it's a constant revolving door. They can't. They don't want to mandate themselves to have to enforce these rules. 
That's my which I think is a major issue. Right. And I think that's a major issue. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think they, just because they don't want to pay the cost when in reality, it is actually more difficult for a lot of these private businesses, especially after what they've gone through the last, you know, three or four months to pay for these masks if they want to versus government employees. And government employees wouldn't have to pay for it. They could do it the same way everybody else is where whoever comes in has to bring a mask of their own. Now, so realize, I, I don't see that as a legitimate, I don't see that as a legitimate reason for that card out. And remember, a lot of government employees are union folks. So their union reps are just salivating at this if, if uh, you know, if they're obligated to do, to buy something or to make something in order to comply with some administrative order or an ordinance. So the next, um, the next issue raised in their complaint that they've already filed is that by criminalizing this, the um, scrutiny is heightened and that this order just absolutely does not meet the scrutiny because the definitions are not there for all the words that need to be defined. Um, they're not explaining things um, so you actually know what's going on. For example, this is an executive order and in Orange County, it says you get 60 days in jail and a $500 fine if you violate an executive order. So if they violate this executive order, they get those, um, they get 60 days in jail, $500 fine, but that's not actually set out in this order. And they also say that it violates due process and that it's an unreasonable order because no rational relationship to an emergency is connected to these masks because they're not even um, medically, uh, what did he say? They're not even, it's not even confirmed in the medical community that these things work. And even the World Health Organization, as recently as the beginning of June, said that masks are not effective and they may even have some health detriments if you wear masks. I'll tell you, it is going to be a crazy next couple of weeks here in Pinellas County and in some other, I mean, similar counties throughout the state. So this is, this is another interesting point. It violates the rights of privacy. People have the right to bodily and medical autonomy, and forcing them to wear a mask violates that. And we've had cases in the past where um, someone didn't seek medical treatment for their child because of a religious belief, or someone has unknowingly passed a disease to somebody else and ends up getting sued for it. So how do you think that will affect you know, those types of issues that we have the right to autonomy, but we don't have the right to pass diseases we know we have to somebody else. I mean, I, I don't even know how. I, I can just, again, uh, the, the lawsuit's coming. You gave me COVID. Uh, just like, you know, you gave me AIDS or you gave me, you know, whatever, you know, HIV. I mean, it, it's going to, it, it's going to be a really serious, slippery slope is the technical term in the law. You know, one thing snowballs and it becomes something else, at which point, you know, three weeks from now, you've got a completely different set of problems than you've even thought about today. And the last issue that they raised was the religious freedom and that this is already infringing on someone's right to practice religion in the way that they want to and that they feel is necessary for their religion. Uh, for example, you're allowed to not wear a mask inside a church. You're allowed to sing. You're allowed to preach, things like that but you still have to be under the strict CDC guidelines for social distancing. And if you're not, then you have to wear a mask. And they, their order seems to be more vague than ours because Stenberger said one of his pastor friends called him and said, I'm not even sure if I can preach from the pulpit without wearing a mask. If somebody walks in, do I have to have them wear a mask? I've had my, the leaders at my church reach out to me and does everybody really have to wear a mask? You know, how do we deal with this? And, you know, the answer is inside the church, they don't have to wear the mask but you're supposed to be 
self-policing this social distancing. And if you don't, technically you could get violated as the church. Will they do that? I don't know. But they also did arrest the pastor for continuously violating the safer at home order. So they think that all of these orders, and especially this one because of how vague it is, is violating people's religious freedom. Do you, well, how do you feel about that? Oh boy, I'm torn on this one, and I'll tell you why. I honestly believe that the vast majority of religious organizations are going to try to keep their parishioners safe. They're going to try to distance people. They're probably going to ask their elderly and people that they think are immunocompromised or could be more susceptible to COVID to wear a mask and just to protect, you know, the, um, you know, the, the congregation. I think, but then there's, surprised. I think a lot of people don't want to. And I think yeah, I a lot of elderly people don't want to. And I think a lot of people that go to church, you know, don't want to if they were, if they're going to go out and going to go to church, they're probably not the super safe ones that have been quarantining the whole time. I'll tell you, in my church, what we've done is, you know, they've pretty much said, if you're elderly, if you're susceptible, you know, don't come to church. You know, watch a live stream. Uh, beyond that, they encourage the use of masks, but they're not going, they are, you know, they're mandating social distancing. They move the chairs around. So they're not going to throw somebody out of the church that's not wearing a mask. Um, but I'm going to see that other, that what I call them, the contingent. And that little contingent is going to push the envelope. They're going to squeeze a thousand people in a room fit for a hundred people with no masks mm-hmm. and, and just tout the, the powers that be to say, do something about it. So the last question, do you think this will stick or do you think it's going to get overturned like the curfew did? I, I think this is not going to stick. I think it's going to, you're going to see this kind of work itself through the court system relatively quickly. And in my opinion, um, until there is some scientific backing that says, you know, washing your hands kills germs or wearing this type of mask, you know, is effective against the spread of COVID. I think you're going to see this thing fizzle out. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is going to go away quick. You know, there's no guarantees. And I think that because they already did this whole dance with the curfew, they were a little smarter and slower this time, I would hope. But A, DeSantis hasn't made it a statewide mandate and he's not going to do that. Um, and you know, these counties doing it one by one, in my opinion, as soon as they get the legal pushback, because it doesn't make sense the way they're saying the face covering. They're not even saying the real masks. They're basically saying you put your shirt over your face, which doesn't block any air at all because the thin piece of fabric, that's good enough. It just doesn't make sense to me, especially with the carve-outs. It just doesn't seem like as the order is constructed that it's going to stick. I think what we're going to see them do is change it and make, a, make it a recommendation or a strong recommendation, but not a requirement. Um, I think that's where we're going with this. I really would be surprised if it's stuck as is. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it, it, it's as about as factually sound as saying everybody has to wear one red sock. I mean, that's about yeah, as exactly. Sound. Exactly. All right. So that's the emergency podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you ever have any other podcasts you want us to uh, hit in an emergency topic, we're happy to do it. Feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media sites. Our handle is at Trago's Law Everywhere, and you can reach out to us there. On that midnight train.